Blog Talk Radio. Live here Sunday night at 11 on Blog Talk Radio. Right now we got D1 live on the line. Yo. <laughs> I was waiting. Did you have your phone on mute? <laughs> What's up, man? What's up? How you been? You're having a hell of a year here this year. Yeah, it's going pretty good. So um, we have an exclusive right away. Uh, we We'll waste no more time getting to this. Now, uh, what is this that we're about to play that you're blessing us with tonight? Um, this is actually a song called The One. Um, my girlfriend is an incredible singer, but she's never really, like, released anything. Um, and we started doing songs just for fun uh, at home, and we ended up – we've come up with a good amount of songs and almost have a full project, so figured – start releasing them and see if people like them and might do an official release. So I figured I'd play one of those songs tonight, and then um, I'll throw it up on the Internet uh, for a free stream after this. Oh, so she, she, is she nervous about this at all? Probably. <laughs> well, there's, there's no better way than to just uh, let it play and uh, let's check this out. This is the one from yeah. D1. I wonder why you 
what's the cure? Show me how to change, show me how to love. Take the same, the same, show me how it was. If it's in bed and then the production and then 
the mixing aspect of everything. It's just like once you change one thing, then you might want to change another part of it. So it's a really long process when you actually handle all those different aspects of the song. So you probably end up with like two or three different versions of all, almost every song. But so how do you know when you when you really you you just know when you're like okay now I'm really happy with that. Yeah, it's a matter of that's the other reason why I sit on it for so long is because then if I if I go to it and listen to it like six months later after like the excitement of recording is worn off, and then if I still like it then then I know that it's good to go. So a lot of times people record a song that night and then they'll be so excited about it and they'll be in love with it and then they'll just release it out there like the next day or in a couple of days. But once you actually sit with something for a while, that's when you can really tell if it's worth putting out or not. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a lot of people, if not most people, <laughs> they go and record something and everyone's hearing it that night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, as far as... Uh, I had a technical question from a buddy of mine, like it's a producer. What are the most important pieces of equipment to have when you're recording and mixing? Um, monitors. Uh, if you have really good monitors, then you can pretty much take care of the mixing yourself. But I mean, beyond that, you actually you have to train your ear to hear things correctly, and it also has to be trained on the monitors that you have. Um, other than that, like I don't, I don't really spend a lot of money on equipment. I just, I put all my money into the, to the microphone, and the monitors, and my computer. I don't really mess with a whole bunch of outboard equipment. Yeah, you actually told me once before too that certain kinds of headphones have a, you're not really hearing things the same or how how it really sounds. They have a built-in kind of kind of thing to them. So the headphones got to be important too when you're mixing. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to use you don't want to use Beats by Dre headphones to mix on. A lot of people make that mistake. Yeah, so uh, do you have any uh, any brands of, of preference to uh, they could that you would say you, you, that you the would use? Yeah, um, I like the um, uh, what is it Sennheiser. They've got monitoring headphones. They're really good. Got the um, HD 280 Pros. Okay, so this this question can't be avoided. We're fresh off the Ohio Hip Hop Awards. <laughs> that was uh, earlier this month. Now, you were nominated for two two awards: uh, Single of the Year and Video of the Year for For My City. And uh, mm-hmm. all night I was just reading, like a lot of people are like, "Oh, D1 was snubbed. <laughs> like my vote didn't count. Like what the hell's going on?" And uh, I thought that would do. I was about to all the third day. So, uh, but you were there. You were there that night. Uh, what's your What's your consensus on this? I mean, I mean, were you uh, disappointed with the outcome? Did it really matter to you, or you know, they were still honoring the yeah, song in the it, video anyway? It mattered. I mean, you always want to win, but um, I mean, the nomination mean the most involved anyways. But um, I don't feel like I got snubbed because. The other guys that were in the categories that I that I was up against, they have huge followings. I mean, they're getting their views are their videos are getting hundreds and thousands of views. I mean, I'm not my videos aren't anywhere close to that in views. So, and they even the the guys that run the hip hop awards they even said that those categories have the most voting 
out of all the categories. So I knew it wasn't something like the most improved category where I can just campaign locally and get enough votes. But it did it made me realize I need to really focus on expanding my fan base. So this wasn't a situation where, uh, you know, it was it was an easy win for any of the nominees. Like you were uh, like you're saying you're up against some some tough talent. Just that week a guy told me, Oh, you need to listen to Rufus Black <laughs> So I know these yeah. other people have to and their fans and stuff, but but right. were there any shenanigans? Like, I guess this is the main question. Were there any shenanigans? Were there people like uh, tagging or repeatedly over and over, vote for this, vote for this every day, every day? Like I heard Cincinnati was people, rappers down there were doing that and took home a lot of awards. But do you think it's that? Yeah, or? they they campaigned hardcore this time and they did really well. I mean, Columbus did pretty poorly. We only won a few awards and we had a lot of uh, nominations this year. We just didn't really show up. And it seems like it kind of, like, happens like that every year. Like, one year, one city will really clean up all the awards. Then the next year, everyone's kind of salty about it. So then they campaign extra hard. And they ended up taking the awards. It's, it seems like that's the, kind of the cycle. Yeah, it could be a par for the course as far as an awards. Uh, I mean, I know in the, main, in the mainstream, in the, you know, if you're not performing on the show, you're not winning the award. How many times have you seen, you know, backstage, you know, the guy that just got off the stage, did they show him, oh, he's nominated for an award, and then he comes out and says, that's the one. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I know, I know there's got to be some kind of, like, uh, politics involved to some extent. Well, there's, there's not in politics with the voting, because the voting's all, it's all fan voting. There's The people that are running the awards, they have nothing to do with the voting part of it. They just have to do with the nomination process. Well, you can say that and you can defend them, but I vote it every day. So. <laughs> I stick to there's a conspiracy. Uh, we could have conspiracies about everything else. So, like, here we have an Ohio hip hop awards. <laughs> but you also this year judged a rap battle, and I never really got to talk to you about that, or I don't know if you went in depth on, on there about it, but what was that like? Or did you do more than one, even? Or I know that you were, I don't know, were you chosen to judge this rap battle? Yeah, they um they contacted me and asked if I wanted to be a part of it. It was the first battle that they put together. It was uh the Shots Fire League. I know they seem they seem always commenting on the um local battles and giving my opinion and stuff, so I figured I'd be a good judge. But they they asked me actually again recently to do another one, but the problem is I know a lot of these guys battling personally. So I don't want to go in there having any kind of personal bias. And I even if I could say that I'm not gonna be biased the people there don't know if I'm being biased about it. So especially if there's money going to be on the line, I don't want to have that accusation if they know that I'm cooler with one person or absolutely don't know the person that they're battling. So Peter, now, was that the case that night? Was, have them was, was there money involved at, at this particular uh, Not that one. Okay. Not that one, but the one that they just asked me to do did have money involved, so that's why I turned them down. Oh, you turned it down. See, again, Mike, you know, just an up, <laughs> upstanding guy that doesn't want to, uh, uh, you know, fucking fucking any of the, uh, I don't know, maybe you have to do those kind of things because of, of the fact that uh, a rapper could be on stage too that you that you may not know. And uh, like, how would you contain yourself in a moment well, of a giving cr- criticism to someone if you if you really thought 
like they were like say someone's just up there and they're just whack or <laughs> like you really want to say something like like when you were doing the rap battle did you throw out negative criticism or were you just just being upstanding with like just trying to positively critique and not be negative that, that's a weird I mean I definitely I pointed out the I pointed out the low points of what the things that these guys need to work on and the good thing is like these guys know that they're new battlers and that they do have things to work on. I don't think any of them are delusional thinking they're the greatest in the world. So, I mean, as long as you do it in a positive way, I wasn't like shitting on them or anything, but I was giving them tips okay, and stuff you, and then also pointing out the things that they are doing right and to focus on those things. So you weren't, you weren't uh Simon Cowell is what I'm trying to get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's like, it's easy not to be that because my part of the judging, that's not on video. I'm not there to be entertaining or anything. I'm just there to give an honest vote, so. Yeah, that's, yeah, American Idol and stuff, that, that show is almost just about making the judges. The judges are more so the stars than the talent. Yeah, yeah, so, their personalities, so. But would you judge a rap battle that was for money or a prize if you weren't close to or didn't know any of the rappers? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that again, that's at Chris D to the one Dickerson. You can book him <laughs> right now. And uh, if you were, yeah, gonna I'm, I'm a big fan of Battle Rap, so I like I like watching and I like kind of critiquing and breaking down what everyone is doing because I think it I think it helps me lyrically too. I notice when I'm watching a lot of Battle Rap, I start getting really creative with the way I'm writing, even if I'm not writing hip hop stuff, even if I'm doing like the singing thing. It still like gives me a different angle to approach lyricism. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did uh, defend uh, disaster, right? In a, in a post on Facebook for punching that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt like it was karma. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I went back and I watched the uh, the other the other video where that guy in you know disaster hit punched someone else, and that seemed like a sucker punch. When disaster, it was not a sucker punch. Yeah, I think he was sitting there, he's sticking his chin out, telling him to do it. I don't know if he thought he would actually do it or not, but he did. Now, have you seen copyright battle people? I'm, I'm sure you have. Yeah, um, when I was growing up in Columbus, like, I was super young. I was definitely not supposed to be allowed into uh, Bernie's at the time. <laughs> but um, this is like when all these guys were coming up there. They would have battles every, it was, uh, every Sunday night. Um, Hip Hop Nights at Bernie's, and um, it was just incredible how many people would go to these shows, and the amount of talent that was in there, they'd always have, like, all the big Ohio names from back in the day, so I got to see him, and this is, like, when battling was true freestyle off the top yeah. and stuff, so he was just, he was killing people. He's an incredible freestyler, him and, um, and Metaphors. Well, any 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 crimes like uh, that my guests commit are covered under the uh, statute of limitations, either because this was a long time ago. You weren't old enough to get into the place, or uh, you know, this is an entertainment show, so you know, <laughs> you can always have that loophole. You can admit to anything you've ever done that may have been against the law on Jamie Joshua Live, and it would be covered under the fact that this is an entertainment show. But uh, what is copyright situation right now? Is is he? In jail, I'm, I'm having a hard time following. I heard he went to jail and maybe got out and maybe went back in. 
No, he's still uh, serving his sentence. Um, he's almost done. I think he gets out uh, next month, actually. So, yeah, he's almost done with that. But he just had some old court stuff that just, you know, slow the court system is and kind of finally just caught up to him and he went and decided to go ahead and get it out of the way. So I think it was about wow. four months total that he's away for. Oh, so he didn't he didn't go and, like, kill a motherfucker or anything. It was, it was no. no, it was just it was multiple DUIs. Okay. Well, yeah, that's... Oh, boy. <laughs> driving, driving. Nobody drive um, under the influence. Bad. The laws are so much more strict now than they were before. I know somebody going through that whole ordeal. It's already costing like two grand and having to do three days. So the first offense is, 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 is brutal, so just don't do it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird, too, because it's all about the, which judge you get. You could get one judge and you completely get off not even having a great lawyer, and then you can have a good lawyer and have a shitty, like a judge who is completely strict on that, and you could get completely fucked in the system. It's weird how how uh, inconsistent that same thing is. Yeah. So, uh, if you were gonna start your own label, who would you who would you sign? If you were starting a Diwana Records tomorrow with you and Shug Knight uh, helping you, you know, backing you and putting the baseball bat to everybody that you know to get the business done. <laughs> Then uh, who 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 are the talents? Whether it's a uh, local people or even people in the mainstream, like how would you build your roster, your own label? Like uh, who would you sign? Um, uh, I think I don't. I think it's like if it was gonna be like a really good deal and stuff, and I was actually gonna make someone famous off of this deal, then my first choice would be um Bali. Oh yeah. With um. He's been, but I mean, he might be in a better position than I could even put him in right now. He's been um, out in L.A. working on some stuff, so. Well, he might be signing you. Wasn't he a, wasn't he a Capitol Records? And I see that. No, he, um. Some point this year. Oh, I, yeah, I have no idea. I'm not sure what really is going on with what he's doing, but, yeah, he's got some stuff in the works, and he might be a name that everyone knows pretty soon. Yeah, he'll be signing you, so uh, that's so you have to start your own label <laughs> under Valley now. Uh, so where do you go from there? Yeah, I think he's like I think him and I work really well together because he's kinda like me. He he controls every aspect of the whole creation process and he does the rapping and singing thing and content wise I think we're on the same page with a lot of stuff. You uh um What's in your CD player? Like, what have you been listening to lately? Like, uh, what's a music recommendation? I'm sure a lot of D1, actually, because you're constantly working. <laughs> um, Honestly, uh, I think my new favorite rapper right now is Nick Jenkins. He's got a project called um, The Waters. It's, uh, it's really creative, and he's, he's come up with his own sounds that it kind of reflects like the new sound of hip hop right now, where, what direction it's going in, but it's got a new spin on it, and I think it's just a really solid project. So it's like really what's, well thought out. And what's his name again for people listening that may miss that? It's called uh, his his name's Mick Jenkins. Okay. So, so uh, 
who's the wackest rapper you've heard lately? <laughs> who's the all time? You know, who would you say? You know, Alice is on their one's list, but uh, I, I mean, I think there's other ones. Honestly, I wouldn't even know because as soon as I hear something that I don't like, I kind of like just shut it out and I don't pay attention. <laughs> So I don't even You don't invite it. You don't waste, welcome it in here. Yeah, I don't even waste the brain cells on learning their name. You know, there's stuff that none of us can avoid that we have to end up here anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't listen to the radio a whole lot, so. Oh, me? No, I don't, not at I don't all. watch a lot of TV. I don't listen to the radio. I, I don't know. I'm just like, it's easy for me to stay away from music I don't like somehow. Yeah, so. Uh, but not, not a name, uh, Soldier Boy on your list. Uh, uh, who's that guy? C uh, uh, Murder up there. <laughs> Kevin Federline. <laughs> if those guys are there. still making music. <laughs> yeah, there's that. That means something. But I had a uh, Will Will Flow from uh, Forty Twenty Boys said, uh, "Who the fuck, who did he say was the wackest rapper?" Uh, it was it was funny who he said, Oh, Afro Man. And then you actually now you know, just did a show with Afro Man. He was like, uh promotion wise he's not the wackest rapper, but maybe lyrically maybe. I don't even know if I really consider him a rapper because he's got like that real singing stuff. Yeah, no. But he he actually was I was not looking forward to seeing him perform and I was actually really surprised. He had a good show and he was really entertaining. You know, he's a he's a he's a performer. Uh, that, like you said, be, would surprise you. I recently Silk the Shocker, someone I know opened up for Silk the Shocker. And like, I was like, damn, you know, how's that? That guy's definitely way past his prime. <laughs> I'm not buying a ticket for that. But he was like, yo, you'd be surprised. Like he stepped it way way up. Yeah, I mean that's that's what's so good about doing live shows is like. People can have one opinion on you, and as soon as they see you live, if you have a good show, you can completely turn someone around on what they think about you. It's kind of like all of the all of the shit talking on the internet and all of the all of the uh, pre the prejudices that you have that come with someone's name just through seeing them on different websites. It kind of goes away if they have a good show. Yeah, and uh, can we? Uh, I don't know if we can let anything up if you let the cat out of the bag here, so to say. But uh, will we ever get uh, Chasing Karma, the album with you and Young Wise? Is that yeah. detox or, uh, of Columbus? <laughs> Is that like <laughs> Dr. Dre detox? Yeah, that's, we're, we're, um, we're getting there. We've got only one more verse to record. Musically, it's, it's pretty much there. We just want to... Um, Financially, we want to get enough money together to properly back this project and make sure that all this hard work doesn't go to waste. Because the worst thing that could happen is to put it out there and then have it just kind of fade away on the blogs and in a couple months and then be gone. This is something that I really want to spread and still have life a couple months after it, it releases. I want it to so like a year after it's out, I still want to be getting a buzz off of it and turn that into maybe doing a tour and it's kind of a lot, a lot more than I've done with stuff in the past. This has like been our baby that we've been working on for so long. So 
we really want to make sure it's done right. Yeah, that's like that's like more so your 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 baby than than other things. Like uh like uh oh damn, I was just about to say bola, but I'm not done with the music. <laughs> For the favorite producers, um who growing up listening to people, um again, not not even just rappers or people in music, like who are some musicians and, and some of your favorites. Uh, producer wise, Kanye's been one of my favorite producers since I heard him. Uh, just the way he composes and arranges everything is a big one. Um, uh, like Rick Rubin, the way he arranges stuff and his versatility. Uh, Pharrell, he's a genius when it comes to all different genres of music. Um, rap wise, I was always into Jay Z when I was growing up. Um, I don't know. I'm bad at recalling names off the top of my head. I'm, I know I'll think of a bunch of influences when I get out here. I actually grew up on a lot of rock and roll first. It took me a while to get into hip-hop. Then once I got into hip-hop, it was like all I listened to, and then kind of got to that point where I got kind of it got redundant in the 2000s, and then I started going into alternative music and just kind of, kind of branching out from there. So kind of whole... Like the, uh, song, the song, the one that we uh, premiered tonight. I I heard guitar on that. So yeah, you have been uh, uh, Viking Yep. Yeah, and then I like, heard also, like, the I haven't heard you over a trap beat yet. <laughs> I haven't heard you over no, a trap no, beat yet. When is that coming? Pretty much never will. <laughs> okay. Maybe, well, I don't know. I I don't know what really considered what's considered trap besides beats per minute. So I may have wrapped on one already, but I don't know if it was actually considered trap or not. I didn't. Oh, it wasn't like, trap uh, content. When you're, uh, you don't have to beat shop. You're a producer, so, you know, I'll, I'll go beat shopping sometimes for a cheap beat. You know, if I can't afford a D1 beat at the, um, at the time, I'll go, I'll go for some cheap, every 60 beats. Is, you, you, know, you, you know it's a trap beat because it's that same beat. <laughs> like, it all sounds the same now. You have to go through 60 of them before you find something different. And even if you're at shows, say, like at a Burnsy's Tavern, which, you know, rest in peace, Burnsy's Tavern. But, uh, you know, like a lot of guys, just that's all they wanted. That's all they wanted to hear, which which makes mm-hmm. you distinct in, in, in a sense because of, like, uh, you're clearly making music and, and doing what what you want to do and what, and what you like. Now, uh, we both know it'd be a lot easier. Like, uh, if you just did the Juicy J, you know, kind of style, and uh, being the kind of a producer and artist artist that you are, you're not going to do those kind of songs, but, uh, you know, you, you could have already been with, uh, you know, say, whatever label, P.I., Grand Hustle, or whatever producer for P.I., like, so why haven't you, why haven't you, have you ever entertained that idea? Like, say, uh, oh, forget about all my creativity and really being an artist I, I i can do this technically i'm good enough to do the job as an engineer to producer so why don't i just go and make a hell of a living doing this um producing jay <laughs> i don't think so i don't think so because it's not easy for me i don't like i don't even want to take anything away from what those guys do i think it's easy to make something that style but it's not easy to make that the hit that's going to blow up because everybody's trying to do that and nobody's getting the hit. If it was that easy, then all these guys would be signed. But 
I just don't. There's a difference between making a trap beat and making a trap hit. Okay, yeah. And I don't know what that difference is, so that's why I don't try. Um, but I know there is a huge difference. And that, that style doesn't come easy to me, so it's not easy for me to do that. I have to sit there and I would have to copy someone else's template. The music that I'm making comes easy to me, and that might be tough for someone else to do. Do you think, have you ever thought, or I, I've, I've had this thought a few times over the, over the years in my day, like uh, what is a hit is literally what they play on the radio and shove down people's throats. Like uh, like uh, everyone wants what the, what's, you know, what's already out there, what the next person has. I, I think like a songs, a songs might not even be good, but they're, but they're hits if they're constantly being played. Or it's even, a weird cycle because I've always, I started feeling like that too. Like, is is are, is this what people want, or is this what people are being told to want? And I don't yeah, know. It's almost have. like one of those what it's almost like what came first, chicken or the egg argument. I don't know which one is causing the other, but I think it's just repetition. People hearing these songs over and over again, and then they end up buying those songs. And I don't know if they don't because it's easy to search out other music if you don't like it nowadays. So there's really no excuse if if people don't want to hear that. I don't I don't get angry at the radio anymore because I don't have to listen to the radio anymore. So if people if that's what people want and people are buying it, then <laughs> now have you heard that? Uh, I think her name is Megan Trainer. It's a song. You know I'm all that 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 bass that that bass. Uh, I actually don't know who sang that song, but yeah, I actually like that song. You do okay. I, I wanted to get to it. <laughs> And uh, what was the? I know you have another guilty pleasure recently. What was it the No Flex Zone? I think was No Flex Yeah, see that one. I can like I understand why it's a hit. That's something that like I don't know. It gives you that feeling when you're listening to it. It's not like not a whole bunch of substance to it or anything. It's just a fun song. So, uh, what does D1 like to drink? Like if you go out, if you're at the house, what do you, what do you like to drink? I'm a, a crown drinker. Crown and Coke. Crown and Coke, not the straight crown. Not usually. I like use my, like my aunt Linda, like my aunt Linda, and my my uh, uncle Derek. He'll be, you know, he'll be, she'll be locking him out of the house after an hour of drinking straight crown. <laughs> all the time. He'll, he'll call me, I'll be at my mom with my mom at Chipotle on a Sunday over the years, you know, and he'll be calling her like Linda, lock me out again, uh, <laughs> or crown. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a dangerous drink if you drink it straight. So, yeah, dilute it with something. Yeah. So, uh, have you seen anything lately on on the Facebook? Just from having a Facebook, maybe just drove you crazy. I don't know if it's uh, fire challenges. I went and watched a couple of those. I know we we haven't talked about that, but I mean, literally people setting themselves on fire in the bathtub, like uh, as a challenge. Uh, but, but anything you've seen lately that just, just angered you or, or I won't say angry, but the Ebola stuff is starting to annoy me. Oh yeah, are you afraid of Ebola? Not at all. <laughs> are you are you uh, as, as afraid of that as you are the uh, you know what was it the uh, bird flu the H five N one virus whatever whatever that was that was going to wing its way to America back in two thousand six and you know what. I think that is why I get angry at the Ebola thing because I did get paranoid about that at the time 
but that was like back when I was kind of naive to to the media conditioning that happens. So I got caught up in it too. And now that I kind of realize how that happens and how the news blows everything out of proportion and how there's a lot of politics involved and acting like this is bigger than it is so that they can act like they're controlling it. Um, I think now that's why I kind of like get angry when I see that going on. Yeah, did you get did you get an iPhone six yet? Uh, what? Did you get an iPhone six? I haven't, but I hear it's good. No, I still have a I still have a four S. Oh, dude, that, I only have a four. <laughs> like I don't even have Siri. <laughs> I can't even talk to Siri. <laughs> yeah, I can't even get I've it. Had I had an iPhone since I got it. Yeah, Galaxy people ever piss you off when they're like, "Oh, why do you have an iPhone at you?" I'm like, "The iPhone's a holy grail." I don't see. I had an Android when they first came out, and it was a piece of shit. (laughs) I'm assuming they're much better now. But the one that I had, it, I had to get it replaced three or four times. And ever since I switched to iPhone, I've had the same iPhone that I had when I first got it. So. I'm a fan of iPhone now because of that, and I've bought so many apps, and I've, I've got Apple TV and just everything set up like that, so it would be a pain in the ass for me to switch at this point, but I get angry when Android users try to act like they're superior to iPhone users for just because they have a different brand of phone. Yeah. Yeah. God bless them. But, but, but I, but I do understand the, the good points of having an Android. If it wasn't such a pain in the ass for me to switch over, I probably would because I'm more about open source and having more control of the functioning and the technology behind things. Like for music and stuff, I do everything on a PC. I, I won't do anything on a Mac music-wise because I like having full control of my computer and being able to fix things myself. Yeah, I've never I've never had a had a Mac well, a PC like desktop myself. So I, don't I mean, you can I like can that. build a PC for the I'm about to build a new computer and it's going to be a fraction of the cost of building or of buying a Mac at the same power. Yeah, like that Savior Soul uh, brought over. He has a Mac MacBook laptop. He was like, yeah, dude, Jamie, it took me like so long to even learn how to work this. <laughs> Just like the, MacBooks, the MacBooks are sweet. I had one. I spilled beer on it, so it's dead now. But I did love the MacBook. <laughs> but for it was for recreational use. It wasn't. I wasn't really doing music or anything on it. You spilled beer on it. Like, uh, could you put it in rice? Like to say, if your cell phone gets wet. <laughs> yeah, try to do that. <laughs> Now, yeah, I think you were actually in trash bag with a shitload of rice. I think you were actually in the uh, Bahamas at the time. Last time I was trying to have you on, and then this whole uh, uh, shooting in Ferguson happened with Michael Brown. I had uh, Zach Flair come on the show to talk about that as that was going on. Now, um, understanding that everyone has a cell phone now and can record videos, and so it may seem like uh, the world's getting a lot more dangerous and scary. Like this, is a, now cops are shooting people, and now we're hearing all that. But this has been going on. You know, Ice T talked about it in the late '80s, early '90s on his records. So I mean, uh, mm-hmm. like, what's your opinion? What's your opinion on that? Like, uh, do you, do you think that uh, things are just going 
to hell in a handbasket here in this country or um yeah, I think it's just the exchange of information is happening so much more quickly now that it seems like it's getting worse, but it's not. Things have just always been fucked up. It's humans just do stupid shit, and there's some evil people out there, and I think we're just becoming more aware of it now. Um, but I mean, there's solutions to all these things. It's just the political process needs to be reformed because easy fixes are not easy. It's not easy to make them happen because the political process is so fucking slow. Yeah. Well, you know the Bush was I mean, battered in a hornet. <laughs> when uh, Michael Moore released Fahrenheit 9-11 and he showed that James R. Bass was the... Uh, <laughs> he, he crossed out the name. He had to be like, God damn it! Who the... <laughs> like, Bush, like, technology now knows the way the world is. You know, the information gets spread around. It's, it's definitely harder if you're going to be in evil person or trying to pull something off. You can't even cheat on someone anymore. You can't even like, you know, a girl's picture on, on Facebook because, you know, the other girl you're talking to will see it. <laughs> so it's like, it's harder to do things now. And so it it, it is, it, I, th- I think more things are coming to light or, or, or better to that, to that extent. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's like, I don't know, people get all the uh, shape about, about giving permissions to Facebook Messenger. Meanwhile, they're posting everything about themselves on Facebook. So I don't really understand. Yeah. <laughs> like someone said, if you, you, if, you don't want, if you don't want that people in your business, if you don't want, uh, you know, that kind of attention, then don't bring it on yourself. Never let these uh, yeah. people see you that upset her. Now, you not, you yeah, actually are I mean, offering a, a... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Well, something about uh, never letting people see that your your business on the internet, like if you're gonna post all your business, they get mad. Like people, you people don't know me. <laughs> like we see all the time, you know. Yeah. Well, you're actually offering a free download of a of of one of your songs uh, if people share your uh, website. Now uh, that's yeah, uh, yeah, I was just trying to promote one dot com. I built a new website. Yeah, it's at dtheone.com. Um, and I was just doing a thing on Facebook. If people share it and tag me in it, then I'll give them a download code to um, download the single that I released on iTunes called Faded Black. It's actually the um, first single off of I don't, I don't even know if I announced this when I put it out, but it's the first single off of the project with Wise. But it's, it's my solo track on there, so Wise isn't even on it. That's why I didn't really push it like that. Yeah, and I cannot express it to people, especially these days, that just want to listen to music on their, on their, on YouTube or whatever. It's like uh, when you get the opportunity to actually get a real song and you know download it and play it and put it in the CD player and just to hear high quality and everything. And you're you're actually offering them one for free right now. Just just simply uh, go to d1.com and I'll paste the link on your damn page and do something productive with your lives and get something good out of it. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's unlike most artists that just want, want you to do things for them for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm weird but, uh, about promotion. I don't like I don't like spamming people or anything. And it's soft, something that people have I mean, told like, me I need to get over, but I don't. I'm weird like that. It it sucks because like you gotta 
you know, you gotta make something. You're proud of it. You, you want to promote it, but then also half the time, like I know, right. I feel like a dick. I'm like, yeah, everybody, listen to my radio show. Then the next week, listen to my radio show. <laughs> you just kind of know how to look. Like, uh, it uh, may come off to people. So I mean, this sucks. I mean, you're, you're doing a good job with it. Uh, cool. Yeah, it's a fine line. Cause I mean, there there are people that have turned me off to their music because they are way too persistent. And 